evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Fantasy Book Club brought to you by Accessible World. This is the third month of the new format where we all discuss different books. And, well, I had the hardest time trying to figure out the books that I could actually get get through. I started one that's on Bard called um, World Soul about this plant that connected everybody telepathically, and that didn't really go anywhere. Um, then I tried to read one, an indie one. I thought it'd be fun to introduce people to a new author, but that was a dud. I couldn't get past chapter 10. So finally, I tried to type in a book called Orphans of Chaos, an audible that I wanted to read for a long time, but they didn't have that. And they said, well, here's all the books with of chaos in the fantasy category. And I thought, oh, what the heck? Why not pick some random something I know nothing about? Can't find anything anyway. So I picked The Land, Founding, Chaos Seeds, Volume 1. That's what the chaos. And it turned out to be pretty good. It took a while to get involved in it, but it's kind of like a virtual reality thing put in a book form, which I've never read before. So it starts out with this, you know, person playing a VR game, and then he gets sucked into a new world and, you know, stuff like that and goes on adventures. But So I'm looking forward to book two, but it took a while for me to figure out what the point was, and I thought, oh, I can't abandon my third book. I've got to finish this anyway, but <laughs> it finally got interesting. Was well. It, was, was the reader good? Yeah, it was on Audible, though. I mean, yeah, yeah but I mean, the was the reader good? Well, yeah, I, I usually like the narrators on Audible. I don't usually mm-hmm. have a problem with them, but I think I'm was one of the less... Yeah. What was the name of that book you were reading at Bar Julia that was about, that was about that plant? That, sound, that oh, sounds kind of cool. World Say again. Uh, what was it again? All in word, yeah. World Soul. World Soul. World Soul. Like Soul of the World, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll have to look that, have to look that up because that, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, Stephen King wrote a uh, short story that you can only get digitally called uh, called The Plant, and uh, that kind of that kind of <laughs> had the same premise. But I was, okay. uh, I was that was that sounds interesting to me. I'll have to check out. I'll check out that world solo to put it on my wish okay. list. Sounds like yeah. to me a good argument for becoming vegetarian and eating the plant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there you go, Lana. Ooh, there you go. I love it. There you go. And this coming go. from a confirmed carnivore. Okay. <laughs> well, I took a lesson uh, out of or a paragraph or two out of uh, Marshall's book uh, from last month, and I decided to reread The Belgariad. Because I hadn't read it in several years, and I thought, well, what the heck. Um, I wanted to go back to old fantasy because I wanted to find out what it is about old fantasy that is so good and why we keep coming back to it. And why, you know, why we 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 find that these books are the ones that we treasure, that we keep in our archives, um, you know, if we keep, uh, you know, portable hard drives and so forth, if we if we keep those, you know, why are these books so special? And so I started reading, and of course now I'm in book four. <laughs> of the Belgariad. And uh, I realized that part of why I like these books, the major part, is that the characters are interesting. 
they're all different from each other and they're all different kinds of people they're all people but they they uh, are are different kinds of people, and they react in different ways to what's going on in the story and so forth. And they all have, you know, different motives for why they do what they do. They're really quite rounded characters, if you if you know what I mean. And I think that's why I keep coming back to the Belgariad because they they. They just are really interesting characters, and mm. I find that I that I I don't tire mm-hmm. of them because they're the the motives and the the reactions and the so forth are so cool. And I'm I'm at the part right now. And in fact, they just finished it uh, finished the little scene there where. Um, uh, where where uh, Belgareth and B- Belgarion and Silk have gone off to kill Torek. And here is Polgara, and she is having a huge hissy fit. And <laughs> the description of her hissy fit is just amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Oh. And she is just destroying everything all around her and she's mm. blowing all these statues to bits and vases and all this <laughs> and, and I don't know I just I find that Edding's characters just are interesting sounds like she's having a temper tantrum she's, she's, she's blow, if she's you know destroying stuff it sounds like she's having a temper tantrum well yeah that does sound funny though that does sound funny, though. <laughs> well, it is funny. It is funny, but it's... special effects if they'd ever decide to turn it into a movie, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be wonderful. You know, having these, if they these follow faces the book. shattering all, oh, of, yeah. all of a sudden and, and uh, you know, all this. So, um, that is what I've been reading. Well, I took on The Glass Rites Apprentice by Mindy L. Klasky, K-L-A-S-K-Y. And there's already six in the series. But uh, I read the first one, of course. And it had very, I thought I'd find out all sorts of things about glass blowing and, or window making and, and the, you know, and the, the, the craft of, of creating glass and so on. <laughs> the Glass Rites Guild gets destroyed in the first, oh, by the first less than third of a book. Uh, because she is an apprentice. Her her parents were merchants, and that isn't live in the comfortable townhouse and wait for your ship to come in with all the spices and furs and so on. It's it's uh, We set up a stall outside the marketplace because we can't be inside the marketplace and sell things, you know, the, cheap, the poor merchants. But she was made an apprentice because they thought, saw she had a talent for organizing things in attractive patterns, and so they, they got her into the Glass Rights Apprentice uh, Guild, I mean, and she witnesses an, a guy a, a, someone about to fire an arrow to kill the the crown prince and uh yells a warning and he stands up and gets the arrow right in the eye so they think that she's oh. responsible and they also know that somebody the person uh, was working on the windows up in the cathedral uh was a member of the guild so they destroy the guild basically the guards come in and and take everybody prisoner and cut off the thumbs of all the apprentices and and everybody else is tortured and dies 
then well she gets she gets she escapes because she's running around in this in the city and then her family is wiped out or she thinks it's completely wiped out then she runs around with this gang of young girls or young kids that this one girl sort of uh, plays gang leader but in a nice way kind of you know and eventually she finds out that her brother is still alive and she goes through does everything she she does everything she needs to to survive without many ethics um she'll swear to anything uh for the two different groups she takes their oath and one of them requires that she in order to get to prove herself so she can get to her brother to see her brother who is the only relative she has left the only the only really foundation in her life and she always thought he was perfect and wonderful and everything um she has to kill this guy and she's told he did something terrible, but when we see him, he's a nice guy, you know, but she kills him. Now, this is a 13-year-old girl that's doing this stuff, you know, but um, she gets involved in these different organizations and eventually ends up uh, in the palace as as the pilgrim of the year, and um, there is a plot, and uh, it gets exposed, and there isn't there isn't a lot of magic in the book, which is kind of different. You know, no dragons, no um, no uh, monsters, nothing about this, except the orbs. The different guilds have an orb, and at the end she has to testify with her hands on the orb in the cathedral. And that, by the way, cathedral doesn't in this book doesn't mean what we think of as cathedral. They have a thousand gods, so no wonder she doesn't have an ethical you know basis for <laughs> yeah. her life. But uh, she has to put her hands on the globe, and you know it will it will reveal whether she tells the truth. So, even though everything she has done has basically not worked, um, and everybody she's gotten mixed up in has betrayed her in one way or another, she is able to testify, and she almost doesn't, but she stays with the truth and tells the truth, and and comes out is is um, exonerated, and the the bad people are off of their heads. And the guy who should be king becomes king. So it it is a story that ends. Now, I don't know about the next ones, whether they'll flow one to another, but, you know, my obsession is that you can, you can lead a possibility, you know, leave things open for the next story, but each one should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this does have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, I was... You know, like I say, a, a lot of the people you like turned out to be not nice, and uh, but not it, it was it was a good book, and it wasn't. I mean, there were a lot of guards running around, smashing things and killing people, but it wasn't gory violence. You know, there weren't horrible descriptions of of beheadings and and torture and all that. You didn't get a lot of that. You didn't get any of that. There were no explicit descriptions of sex. Um, I'm sure that will expand later on in the series. But with this white guy, one guy almost rapes her, but she sees the snake uh, tattoo on his leg and calls him on it, and he's afraid to do anything to her then because she demands to see her brother, and he knows her brother's high up in this secret organization. Um, So it's it's very suitable. It's not going to offend anybody. other than the fact that she commits murder just so she can get access to her brother. I, that bothers me a little bit. But um, it's it's a good story. And uh, I may read the others. They're all on Bookshare. Uh, they're not on Bard. I didn't check Audible. Uh, but they're they're on Bookshare. 
and uh, it wasn't a 20-hour book. I don't remember how long it took to read it, but it was a reasonable, I think, like 12 or 14 hours. It wasn't a – I don't think it was even that long. It was a maybe seven hours. I don't recall. On You know, on my iPhone, when you read with Voice Dream Reader, if you pick up the speed – and this is not true on Bard Books – but if you pick up the speed on Voice Dream Reader, it will give you the time at that speed. So when – and, of course, if you read it on the stream, you don't get a time on it. But um, it was a reasonable length, you know. It was a good, it was a good read, but it was not a one of these horrendously long thirty-hour book reads. So that that made it nice. It had a beginning and middle and an end that had it nice. And of course, it came out with the good guys winning, which, as far as we know now, in the next book, we'll probably find out they were all really the bad guys. But at this point in time, um, the good guys won. So that it did have a, it gave you a satisfying finish at the end. What was the title again? The Glass Rights Apprentice, like a glass right, W-R-I-G-H-T, someone who works with glass. Okay. And the others have glass right in their title, so I assume one of the books she becomes a journeyman, so apparently she does get back with the guild somehow. I'm not sure how that happened since they were all – well, the king said he might – he was thinking about restoring the guild. But, you know, nearly everybody had been killed, so what, what are you going to do? And so the ground sown with field sown with salt and, you know, all kinds of horrible things, the buildings destroyed and so on. But I assume there must be a way of restoring the guild later on because the other stories have glass right as part of the, the glass rights this and so on as part of the title. So maybe we'll find out more about the craft of glass um, in it. There was one thing that puzzled me. Um, it started out with all the talk about casts and her name and, you know, a thousand gods. You would have thought it would be an India Indian theme, you know, description, but it felt like medieval Europe. So they didn't, she didn't follow through on the India analogy the way she you kind of thought it would when you started out with all the talk about casts. Oh, I think they had casts in Europe. Well, not like in the medieval. They times. had classes, but you didn't. I mean, castes were. You know, you you think in of India the caste and it probably wasn't really, but you think of it being very rigid and and you don't call them castes in Europe. You know, you call them classes or something. And and uh, I don't know. It was just a strange and a thousand gods. You know, you would have thought that that would be an India India kind of thing, but it wasn't. It was it was you know very medieval Europe and. And all the gods were worshipped at the same cathedral. They weren't fighting over, you know, who should be uh, ruling bunch of god, this bunch of gods and that bunch of gods. So that was kind of a surprise too. Um, but it was because um, they had an emblem of, of a thousand pointed star, and I'm not sure how you do that. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. You know, so there were there were a few things that you know <laughs> were a little puzzling, but uh, the thousand pointed star, I guess, was meant to represent all the gods together, you know, and we're not oh. fighting with each other. But it was it was an interesting book, and it promises more reading if if one wants to go on with it. And I might. Hmm. Sounds sounds sort of interesting. Sort of. Yeah. I would. It's not a. It's not a. Wow. But it was a fun read. Well, I read, discovered two series. First of all, on Bard, I discovered a series, two series by a lady named uh, Judith Blackwell. Hmm. And the first series I discovered on Bard was called A Witchcraft Mystery. 
And there are two books on Bard, which each have like three books within them, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, they're doing oh, a lot yeah. of that now. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, they're doing a lot of that nowadays. Yeah, it would be nice if they described everything in all the books and not just the first book. But um, anyway, I started out with the first book in the Witchcraft Mystery series called Second Hand Spirit. And the premise of the books, that series of books, is a witch who runs a vintage clothing store on Haight Street in San Francisco. Oh, cozy, one of those cozy mysteries I like. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and what happens is it turns out that she goes to this house to get some old clothes, and then there's a Spanish or a Mexican ghost called Lahona or something like that that goes around uh, to rivers and moans because she killed her kids um, by throwing them in the river, and now she's doomed to wander around forever trying to find her children, and this witch has to deal with this woman. Uh, I can't describe it very well, but it it got me enough that I read the rest of the series. Um... And then discovered that she had a second series that involved uh, called the Home Haunted Home Renovation series. <laughs> and I've heard of that before too. It, it again takes place in San Francisco, or at least that area. This lady is a general contractor that goes around uh, repairing old historical homes in San Francisco. And her, her story starts out, and the first thing she does is see a ghost that has just been killed. And so she goes through this whole business of trying to figure out how to deal with ghosts and everything. That one's I think, is called If Walls Could Talk. Mm-hmm. And there are like eight <laughs> books in the first series and eight, I think eight in the second they're all on Bard. They're not on. They're all on Bookshare. They're not on all on Bard. Oh, but no. I just found it a nice, interesting read. Now you I know. didn't understand you. You say they're all on Bookshare, but they're not all on Bard. Or did you mean they're all no, on Bard? No, they're they're only the witchcraft. The, only the witchcraft series is on Bard. Okay, and it is all on Bard. All of them are on Bookshare, and that's okay. even. That's the ones that are even published up to date. Okay. I um, understand that. I enjoyed them because I just, you know, I could immerse myself in them. They weren't, there was no violence, uh, not explicit descriptions of sex. They do mention it, but it's not explicit. Oh, and the lady and the witch has a familiar who's, form for for humans is a pot-bellied pig. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I like that. I mean, it's not the traditional cat, but it's it's a pot-bellied pig. I love it. Not quite as portable as a cat, but... uh, Well, it gets into some interesting situations. Like, Like she's in one of the... 
following books, and I don't remember all the titles. One of the following books, she's at a big gem convention in San Francisco, hmm. and I think they call it the Cow Palace. Um, and something happens, and this pot-bellied pig comes running in, and the guards are chasing him, and the people are screaming. <laughs> and... <laughs> so it's it's they're funny. They turn they all turn out well. At least I think so. Um, I ha- I have a question. This is Jenny. Um, hey Jenny. Those those sound really fun. Um. I'm pretty familiar with San Francisco being in San Diego. A lot of us are, you know, it's kind of like our backyard. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's so much um, atmosphere probably in those books that's uh, that I would enjoy. And I also, but could you give me the author's name? I, I must have missed that. Juliet, I know the title. Juliet Blackwell. Okay, thanks. And yeah, Blackwell, not Judith Blackwell. Okay. Say again. I think you said Judith Blackwell yeah, before. No, Juliet. 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 As in Romeo. Okay. Yeah, yeah Juliet. Okay, got it. Juliet. Um, yes, there is a lot of atmosphere about um, San Francisco and Oakland and that area. You know, it's... Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, it's, Go ahead. Kind, of, it's kind of interesting because I've become... I'm becoming interested in what they call cozy mysteries, you know, the the shop owner or the craft person or the or the caterer or whatever who who stumbles onto a mystery and and has to solve it, you know, not as a professional detective, but you know, and and the personal life of and and so on. And a lot of them are again real nice, you know, they're not real gory, they're not real uh sometimes she has live-in friends depending on who she is and what, but you don't get, you know, every detail of what goes on between them. They're kind of a general purpose book. And so this is basically that kind of thing gone into the fantasy realm, which is a kind of fantasy and also mystery because she has to solve the issue of how to deal with the ghost and, and, and how to deal with the woman that, that um, wanders around looking for her lost kids and so on. So it's sort of a fantasy cozy mystery. That's interesting. Yeah, well, that's, I don't know what drew me to them. I don't even remember what I was looking for when I found them. It wasn't had didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> um, this is but it yeah, popped is... up and it just sounded so intriguing oh. that I couldn't couldn't resist it. And once I started reading it, I was hooked. Um, might be interesting. <laughs> Doctor, yeah. you had something to say? Okay. Oh yeah. Um. I, I, I guess maybe I can go next. Um, it's interesting. I, I want to talk about a series that um, that I am so glad. I first I first got it from Bard, and now I'm so glad it is finally on Audible. And um, the series I want to talk about real quick is the. Uh, is anyone? <laughs> I know you guys ever heard of Tad Williams? Yes. Yes, I've heard. Okay, of him. Tad Williams. Tad Williams. He wrote a series uh, back in back in like it was like 88 through I think it was like 88 through 96. Um, Three book series called the Memory Sorrow and Throne Trilogy, and uh, th- th- there there was um, let's see the Memory Memory Sorrow and Throne Trilogy was um, second okay the, for this the series was um, the, <laughs> the Dragon Bone Chair is book one, Stone of Farewell is book two. 
and to Green Angel and uh, to Green Angel Tower is book three. And I had had this series on a flash drive of mine for I don't know how long, two or three years, I guess it had been. But I just hadn't gotten around to reading it. And one day I thought, you know what? I I, I just I just need to really, you know, I need to you know read these books. If I got them, I might as well try to read them. And I and I hadn't I hadn't really planned on. I hadn't planned on reading the whole series because because I just thought I'm a I want to give this first book a try because fantasy I'm I'm really picky with my fantasy because um, if the book if the books are too long I mean like for example the Wheel of Time series just got like 14 massive mm. massive books I just I just cannot see myself I just can't picture how I could ever be devoted to a character and do a series for what, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand hours worth of however many hours of listening that would be. Particularly um, so since they throw in so many characters, you get lost after a while. Yeah, I've, 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 I've just stayed away from huge series like that, although I do own them. Um, this series, The Memory Star Run I liked it because it's a trilogy. Well, he's, the, the author is actually um, working on new books in the series, but that's just very recently. Um, and uh, what, what the series is about, the first book, um, The Dragon Bone Chair, is about this boy... The land, the land is called Ostenard. Is the land, and um, I got to let you know that all three of these books are on Bard. They are on Bard. If anyone's interested in them, and I, and I thought, I thought they were fantastic because I, I started reading the first book, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I started really, really getting into it, and I'm like, and I have to finish this. And I got to tell you, the, the first book is about, is about thirty, about thirty-one to thirty-two hours long. Oh the second God. book. Well, actually, well, no, really, it's not as bad as you think. The second book is about the same length as the first, 30, 30 to 31 hours long. And the third book is the doozy. The third book is 65 hours long. Oh, I mean, oh, like, oh, oh, Tell me but, they but, don't re- put them all three in one book. No, no. Can you imagine how long no. it would take to download that? Uh, no, no. 120 hours. Yeah, these are all separate books, and and Eric Sandvold reads them. And let me tell you guys, Eric Sandvold for these this fantasy books, he does a wonderful, wonderful job. Mm. He totally nails these books. He really does a good job reading them. And uh, Simon, uh, who lives in this castle, he he's kind of an orphan because his uh, parents, his dad had died in a fishing. His dad was a fisherman, and he died at sea. And I don't know whatever happened to his mom. I think his mom may have. Dad giving birth to him, I'm not sure. So Simon, they call they called him the the kitchen boy because he had lived basically in the in the the king's castle, but he had been basically raised by raised by the maids, basically, and the lady that ran the uh, the kitchens. Uh, her name was Rachel, and um, he was he he, he was kind of boy. He he liked, he liked to get out of work. He liked to do as little work as possible, you know, and uh, and all that. But um, he begins to. Uh, Learn how to read and write from from, from a man. His name his, na- his name is uh, Doctor Morganis, and uh, Doctor Morganis he finds out is um, not only a scholar that knows you know how to read and write, kind of like a scribe, but he also is belongs to the secret society society called the League of the Scroll, and the League of the Scroll's job is to basically preserve um, the history of um, the history of the kingdom, basically. And um, Simon is kind of in, unintentionally caught up in this huge plot because the um, uh, the, ki- the king the king of the the king is dying, and um, there's two brothers, King John and and Prince Jeshua, which is like my name, but instead of J O S H U A, it's J E S H U A. So basically the same, basically the same thing, Prince Jeshua, and um, and uh, Jeshua is kind of the good guy. 
but kind of the underdog. And John and John is the is the ruthless, you know, very very uh, you know, very you know the ruthless, the very mean guy and everything. And the, the reason they call the dragon. Yeah, the King Johnny, the King Johnny's the bad guy, but um, <laughs> but what the Dragon Bone Chair is, the Dragon Bone Chair is 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 basically is the throne, is is the throne of the kings, and only the uh, the reason they call it the Dragon Bone Chair is because only the rightful king is allowed by law to sit in that throne, and Prince and there's these um, there's a lot of battles, there's a lot of magic, and what I really like, there's a lot of um subplots of course with a lot of characters but what i really liked about it throughout the whole series is um you get to see how how, si- how simon um how simon grows as a character from this kind of this whiny you know uh, kid that's kind of lazy doesn't really want to do a lot to this boy who really kind of uh who kind of takes charge and uh memory sorrow and thorn th- those were three swords and um they were trying to um Rescue, rescue all three swords from from, from the, they're, they're the evil. Um, there's there's this being it's called the Storm King who's kind of the who's kind of the evil bad guy, and um, it's hard to explain. But like I said, I I, I really enjoyed the series a heck of a lot. Like I said, when I started the series, I did not plan on reading. I did not, but it was a series that I really really liked. I I was really caught up in the story, and it was not that hard for me to want to read the whole thing because hmm. in the third book, in the very, very end, the, the, the Green Angel Tower, um, there was this really, really cool twist that I, and I totally did not see coming. I was like, huh? I had <laughs> no idea that was coming at all. That that really, really, really um, kind of threw me for a bit. But I mean, um, but I'm, I'm very glad it's, like I said before, he, he is working on a, he, he, he wrote a fourth book in the series that is on Audible, and he's working on which the fourth book is kind of a bridge between the first trilogy and and the second trilogy he's writing is going to be um is going to be the final trilogy because I think I think at least I think stuff is going to get stirred up again or something I'm not exactly sure how but like I said and I'm going to, I'm going to wait till he till he writes the third trilogy. Um, when he gets that all written, then I will read the reread the series because uh, because third I'm trilogy. kind of. Well, like I said, I'm I'm kind of picky because I because sometimes I I don't I don't like having to wait. Like if you're into a series, I don't like having to wait for the next book to come out. Oh. And sometimes with some of these big long books, sometimes you can wait years for 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 a book to come out. But um, but but that but that was that was a series that, that I really liked. And I mean, I I, def, I definitely recommend. Uh, Mem- the Memory Sorrow and Thorn trilogy by Ted Williams and uh, the Dragon Bone Chair is the first one and like all three, all three of the the books at least the first trilogy they're all, they're all on Bard so if anyone is uh, interested in checking one of those out they're really good. Okay, sounds great. Um, just so as a matter of, of info for anybody who's interested in Elizabeth Moon's fantasy, the last oh. two books in her pentology. Uh, whatever you call a five-book series. Um, That's a quintet. That's a quintet. Well, whatever. A quintet, yes. Um, are going to be out on Bard sometime in April or early May. Hmm. Because I had written to my local library asking about the last two books in the series, which I had read on Bookshare, because they weren't available on Bard. And um, they are 
going to be available. Okay. So just in case anybody wants to know, the series which starts with Oath of Fealty and proceeds through Kings of the North and uh, Echoes of Betrayal, and there's a fourth one, which title I can't remember, and then there's The Crown Didn't of Renewal. did we do Oath of Fealty one time? I don't remember yeah. too much yes. about it. Yes, I, I think, think we, we did. did it one time. Yeah, I think we did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else have a have a book they want to review? Oh, um, this is this is Jess again. If I could do another one really quick, I, I, I got I got to put a plug for this company. If any of you, I think you have Ann, but have any of you guys besides Ann ever ever listened to anything that Graphic Audio has produced? Oh yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, the graphic guy. They, 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 those, those guys are awesome. They can do, they can do westerns. They can do fantasy. They can do. They're totally, totally top-notch guys. And some of the, and some of them, some of them still are. Some of them were NLS, NLS uh, narrators for us. Mm-hmm. So you know you've got good actors. But I read a series I totally love from Graphic Audio. I, I really like Simon R. Green because of them. I love Simon R. Green, and um, I read from Graphic Audio the the the, the, the Forest Ki- the Forest Kingdom series an awesome awesome very very funny series because you got you got on the first book first book is the first book is in that uh and that series is called blue blue moon rising and um instead of you know the typical dragon that you know wants to destroy you and eat people and kill you this this dragon does not want to do anything this dragon he he, he collects he collects butterflies instead of <laughs> instead of uh jewels <laughs> Jewels and gold, and he's and it's funny. The part of the book, the guy go, the guy, the guy goes, "You don't have to worry about me, me eating people. But besides, if I eat people, they get, they give me heartburn." Oh. <laughs> so, so, I love so, it. So, so obviously, he so, has eaten people before. Um, yes, he, he said. He said. He's like, he's like, yes, I've eaten the occasional maiden or two, but. I'm too old for that. Now, besides, people give me heartburn. But so, he, but anyway, oh, I mean, it's it's very it's very funny because. Um, the Blue Moon Rising is sort of the Prince Rupert is in, is in this the kingdom and Prince Rupert um, is on a quest to to, to 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 slay a dragon, and he and he rides and he rides a talking unicorn, um, and and they're going they're going through the, they're going through the dark wood, and and they're trying to um, they're trying to find this dragon and they visit this lady she calls herself the Night Witch. And she was a real evil witch, but she's still she's just an old she's an old lady, and she's got a cat and and everything, and so she's just kind of this old lady now. She doesn't really have any powers or anything, and um, she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a map of where this dragon is. She's like, if I can find the darn thing. And the funny <laughs> thing, the, the funny thing in the graphic audio, you, you hear this in the production, you hear like rummaging through the classroom, you hear this big crash as all this stuff just falls oh, down. It's, oh. it, it's it's hilarious. Like if I could find the darn thing, and then he, and then he, when 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 uh, Rupert does find the dragon, he's like he's like, come forth, dragon, and fight. And the dragon's like, pardon? He's like, <laughs> he, me? He's like he's like I said, come forth and fight. And the dragon's like, do I have to? And then, <laughs> yeah. and, then he, and then he's like and then he's like, hey, I got an idea for you. He's like, it's a great day for flying. And he's like, how would you like to bring me back alive? And Rupert's like, huh? he's like, he's like, you know, you're going to get all this credit for bringing for bringing back a dead dragon. He goes, when when you when you bring back when you get more credit for bringing back a live dragon. He's like, you know what? You're right. So him him and uh, the, the, there's also this princess Julia who 
you know, the uh, the p- t- village people in her village they brought they brought her to the dragon so the dragon could eat her. And and this guy and this oh, no. this, this and then this guy's this, the dragon's like this everyone's like Rupert, you don't rescue you don't rescue princesses do, princesses do you? He's like no why? He's like well I have one here and she's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but really they're 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 very, they're they're very fun books but they also get into uh, there's a lot they're still you know even though they're funny they're still you know palace intrigue and interesting magic and and, and there, there's these there's this really there's these really funny goblins that that are that are part of the books and they're they're very good and uh, graphic audio if if anyone hasn't ever um, checked them out the site is www.graphicaudio.net and what they are they're they're full length. Um, they're they're as close to being full length books as they can be. They're not completely, but they do their best to make them full length um, books. Because some of them have like three, or, some could have like three six hour parts or three seven hour parts. If the book is like twenty two hours long, you'd get like twenty one oh, hours. Which is not enough. Would depend. It depends on. The, but the, but the they, thing, they, of, the thing about graphic audio is that they have sound effects and they have different readers. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Play. And they're they're their yeah. um, uh, logo or whatever slogan or whatever you want to call it is a movie in your mind. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. So yeah, that, that's definitely they're they're doing they're doing all, they've done they've done a bunch of uh, Brandon Brandon Sanderson stuff like. Um, a Warbreaker, yeah, like the Warbreaker, Atlantis, and they, and they're also doing you know his whole his new his his new um his new what is it called that series um oh, the Way of Kings Storm Light Archive uh yeah yeah the Storm yeah the Stormlight Archive they they are they are actually doing they are going to be doing all all of those books and they've done the first two but those books are so big they've got They've actually got five parts to them because they're so big. Hmm. So these, so they're really dedicated to. I, I, they're the only company I've ever seen that is so dedicated to as close as possible, doing the complete, un, abridging the book as little as possible. Which with a lot of audio dramas, you don't see that. If you get an audio drama of a book, they usually like highly, highly abridge it, chop a bunch out. And um and you know and like they're they're really good. I can't. I mean I've, I definitely I definitely enjoy uh, lis- listening to them. So if anyone ever wants to check them out, they've done some really really nice uh, fantasy stuff. Has anybody here? Is it? Is there anybody here who hasn't had a chance to tell about their book yet? Um, I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. This is Ginny, and I am. For some reason, I am behind the curve with most of you guys on reading fantasy, but I, I'm. Trying to get into it. Um, when I think about fantasy, just off the top of my head, um, I did like the original chapter Mary Poppins books very much, and um, I think you know there was. But I wouldn't read them again. I read them when I was my mother read them to me when I was very young, and they're kind of magical and mysterious. The movie is um, something <laughs> I kind of resented because it was, uh, but now I see that it's a wonderful creation on its own. But it wasn't my version or my vision of those books, which are kind of dark and mysterious and, you know, eerie and captivating. But um, right now, I called the children, the library, the public library the other day, looking for a recommendation. And I said, you know, I'm 
thinking of getting into some YA fantasy, and do you have any recommendations? And right away, she was totally enthusiastic about a series that I haven't started, but I'm sure some of you have read. Uh, it's there's The first book is called The Lost Years of Merlin, and it's by T.A. Barron. And um, there's about it's about a wizard, and um, all I know is she was totally enthusiastic about it, you know, as one adult to another. Yeah, those are uh, really good books. Are they? Well, you could probably elaborate on that, Joshua, but I am planning to start there. And uh, if anybody has any comments on those, um, also, I'm curious to know what you guys think about the Game of Thrones, because I sort of back away from that because it's so long. And oh, I've heard from my sister it's, it's a little violent. It's a little gory. And it's yeah. it's grim. I mean, all, I get through the everybody long. you like gets killed. You know, <laughs> it's, and then comes back in pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know really what to make of it. I know a friend of mine read every at March to every, nine, oh, however many they were, and then read them again. I thought, wow. But so I don't know the appeal of them exactly, but I think um, so. I'm going to be starting the Merlin series. I, it's by T. A. Barron again. It's yep. on Bard, and they have about oh gosh, they have all of them. I think there's about seven. Or yeah, eight. there's five of them. There's. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's five of them. It's another quintet, and I, I read, I, I read them. Someone recommended them to me um, uh, many years ago when I was, when I was, when I was like 17 or 18. I was in high school. I was at the school for the blind, and someone said you should try that series. And I'm like, let me try that series. I started reading them, and and they were they're really good. And of course, everybody knows about King Arthur. Well, this and, the, and you know Merlin was the wizard or magician who had helped helped out Arthur. During his uh, during his reign, well, this is about this is about Merlin as a young boy, mm-hmm. where he's kind of first discovering his powers and it's kind of like really the crystal, kind of like the Crystal Cave and the Hollow Hills started out. Um, um, I've I've never I've never read that never read that Mary Stewart series, uh, but I, I do have yeah, it. because that that would have been my question. Have that series. But, uh, you know, how, um, does, how does this it is differ totally, from the? Um, well, like I said, I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure this is I'm sure this is nothing like. Um, I'm sure this is nothing like those books at all. I can be, I can guarantee you that, uh, because T. A. Barron, he's not, he's not a scholar of Arthur, but he, Arthurian stuff. But he's done a lot of, um, he's written a lot of books, a, a lot of books about Arthur. And um, anyone ever heard of the NLS narrator uh, Brian Kahn? Yes. Uh, well, Brian Brian Kahn reads all five of those books, and he he does he's wonderful at it. Hmm. He does he does a really really good job of. Um, he does a it is a good job of that of, of 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 that series and 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 um and 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 the uh and the uh and the books in the series are The Lost Years of Merlin, The Seven Songs of Merlin, The Fires of Merlin, The Mirror of Merlin and the wings of Merlin, and um, the thing I like about these books is they're only only about but only about between six to eight out only about maybe you know six six to eight hours long each book. So we're not talking about some huge monumental epic here. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. nice and little. They're nice and little, but they're still going to offer you a really good, um, a, a really good. Uh, uh, there's very nice, lighthearted books, and you do kind of again again I like to see the progression of. How Merlin progresses through from the first book to the fifth book, you really kind of see him him progressing, you know, as a mm-hmm. as as a young man, and he does he does I mean, he really he really draws you into the world. I mean, yeah, I I couldn't I could not I could not put the first one down. I was I was well, into it, you know, yeah. hooked up Thank right away. Thank you, Josh, because they're really I, good. 
the librarian, you know, she, um, I think she's, well, she had spent 14 years as a children's librarian. She was, I don't know what aspect of library science she was in now, but she was answering reference questions like mine. And I was just, you know, her enthusiasm was contagious, and she mentioned that the writing was really good, too. Oh, very, very good. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to be starting on that. It's kind of an odd review. I'm just about to start it, but Hmm. thank you, Josh, for chiming in. Well, we'll look forward to hearing about it next month. Yeah. Okay. 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 Deal. Tell us about it next month. Wow. You know, I just, I time flies when you're having fun. I just mm-hmm. looked at my watch. It's five minutes to ten. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Already? That's quick. Yeah. The witch mm-hmm. the we kind of fun. I, I, you know, we're used to running out about twenty till. And well, does anybody have anything else to say? I know. <laughs> I really like I this, this format. I think this business of each of us reading our own book might might perk up the group a little bit, you know. I think it's yeah. kind of a good idea. But now we have two new members, so. Well, this is super. This is absolutely super. Mm-hmm. Could I'm a, Since I'm new, I'm Jenny. Who are the other members? Oh, this is... There's Joshua. Well, I'm Ann Parsons. Okay, hi, Ann. And 